Welcome. So you don't have to start with just me going welcome anymore. You get a 30-second count in now. High tech. Hey, that's fancy. High tech, baby. Mm -hmm. High tech. That's going to be for our new football show at some point. But welcome to 3 R Sports. After the hour of horrible podcasting I gave you from 7 to 8, I hope to do better. The mock draft was a mock failure. But, you know, I got through it. It was okay. We won't be doing that one again. But welcome to 3 R Sports. Brought to you tonight by Trevor Evett Pitching Academy. Hey, Raj, did right. your son need some? Do you know? Does your son need some pitching lessons? He does, and happy birthday to him. Actually, today is his seventh birthday, but he's 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 got a cannon, dude. Way better than than I did. But but I was full Indian. He's only half, so he's got a better well, shot than me. Tell him happy birthday. I will. Happy do. birthday. Hey, and that that'll get him a discount at Trevor Ed, Evett Pension Academy. Serious guy, yeah. Trevor. Trevor's a good friend That's of mine. Awesome. Been, been around pitching for 20 years. He's going to be our exclusive sponsor the next month. He's trying to start a business. He's under – Trevor is probably 30, trying to get a business started. Let's support him all we can. Again. Absolutely. Trevor Evett Pitching Academy, and I'll have the numbers at the end of the show, but it is he is definitely someone I would trust my kids with to – Learn how to pitch the correct way. But getting into the show, just wrong within the last five minutes, the Detroit Pistons get the number one overall pick. Woo. Is the Pistons a place that one of those players could make a difference, Robbie? No. No, <laughs> no. no. P- the Pistons are you serve your time and then you move on, uh, a la Tobias Harris, get the greener pastures. Um, no, I mean, it, I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a basketball city, and it should be um, better than it is, like the team wise. But the NBA is so much about where players want to go, and the players have so much power in the NBA and free agency and forcing your way out. And and that, no, I mean, I just. No, it's not going to make a difference. It's good. It'll get it'll give hype around the Pistons. Um, it'll get them. Presumably, it's going to be Kate Cunningham. So get them some young talent. And um, but no, I mean injury. I'm sure we're getting this injuries this year have kind of derailed the NBA NBA playoffs. But teams are so loaded and star driven that uh, a rookie um, in a in a team that's getting the first pick won't make a difference for a few years. So the second pick is the Rockets, and then the third pick are the Cavs. Somebody's going to get a center out of that group, don't you think, uh, Raj? Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, it's kind of funny. Everybody was planning on Evan Mobley going third to the Pistons, and and that was what the uh, hoopla was all about. But, you know, now it's wide open. Um, the Cavs are pretty set at point guard. Uh, they got two of them. So uh, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs may not be the route they go. Uh, so you may see another uh, SC guy. You know, they had Andre Drummond. They traded him for peanuts. And as a Laker fan, uh, we got Andre Drummond. And I want our peanuts back. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Cleveland's got a Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Uh, 
Jared Allen's their starting center. They could really use a guy like Evan Mobley. Uh, as for Houston, you know, it's a, I mean, they have a former Trojan as well, Kevin Porter Jr., who has had some serious maturity problems with that goes back to how he, he had very difficult circumstances coming up. Uh, but literally kind of like Yasiel Puig, uh, just amazingly talented. He went off for 50 recently, but um, he's just never been an adult. Uh, aside from that, they have Christian Wood, which was actually a great pickup uh, before Daryl Morey left. So they don't really need a center. I mean, I, they don't have a pure point. Uh, Porter, Augustin, Avery Bradley, none of those are poor, pure points. So I'm going to be Kay Cunningham, then Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley, and the Raptors sneaking in there at four. You know, Al Lowry may be on the move, but they're already a pretty decent team. So uh, good on them for being in that position the the warriors are going to get better and better they're going to get they're going to be loaded for the foreseeable future they got what do they got two picks in the top 13 uh the warriors go seven and 14 the magic owns five and eight which is unusually to be i mean five and eight uh robbie where do you see um keon johnson fitting in he's projected Top 10, somewhere around the Pelican Hornets Spurs. Spurs would be a good blending spot for him, don't you think? Uh, well, I mean, yes. I mean, uh, playing under with Pop and then um, in that system and learning. Yeah, I mean, if of all those teams, um, if I'm looking at where I want to go, if I'm Keon, yeah, the Spurs would be – I mean, Warriors aside – um, yes, I'd like to go play with a stable organization, stable coaching staff. I mean, while they haven't been great in the um, you know recent years, it's still a stable organization, and they do things right. They, you know, Kawhi had his falling out, but overall, they seem to treat players right. Right. He'd be behind. I mean, isn't he kind of like a Demar Johnson, Rudy Gay cloned a little bit? I mean. Well, the, both those guys are aging, so maybe it would be a good spot. But I agree entirely. The Spurs are the best overall organization in basketball. They're the Patriots, you know, of the NBA. Uh, well, and also you've got there if he slides a little bit. Uh, anyone that ends up on the Warriors right now, we've got to be happy. You know, some pieces are already in place there, and two first-round picks. Well, and, and they had the number one. Right, the number one overall pick last year with Wiseman. Yes, or uh, number, he was two. He two, was two. Two. Okay, so yes, I, they have they have Curry, uh, um, Clay, Draymond, and then Wiseman, who may or may not fit, but that he's still a piece to trade. You get another, you get two more top fifteen picks. Look out! Got to be. You know, I I wasn't a big fan of the Wiseman pick. I thought they could have gotten somebody more versatile at two. They're much smarter than I am, especially Steve Kerr, who is hard not to love. Uh, they got a very mobile, even more mobile than DeAndre Ayton type of big man. You're seeing what can happen yeah. with a point guard and a guy that's versatile can run the floor because that's today's NBA. Uh, you know, this year they're going to have their pick, and I've seen them taking Jalen Johnson at, at seven. I mean, just they're going versatility. I don't know. Contract-wise, how they're going to afford everyone. I imagine Dre's on the way out first. But, um, I mean, just think of the possibilities with 
those three dudes plus Wiseman, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, it's kind of like not quite when the Spurs, David Robbins got hurt and they were one man team and then they yeah. tanked and got the number one overall and then they got Tim Duncan and the rest of the league was screwed for three years. But uh, that's that was yeah. the original trust the process. Exactly. That was trust the process, number one. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Warriors are an excellent organization, ironically, because for most of their existence, they were awful. Uh, but now, uh, you know, they and the Spurs are, in my opinion, easily the two best in basketball. Do you um, do you like the NBA lottery and the fact that they put ping pong balls in there and bounce it around? And if you, it seems like the Minnesota Timberwolves, if they've got a ball in there, they win every single time. But mm-hmm. do you uh, do you do you like it or do you think it's? Too- I mean, I, I kind of be, I kind of sound, here's a good comment. Uh, well, no, it's not a good comment. Your buddy Jake Townsend about uh, the Robbie about the Piston. We got two premium drafts last year, young Nicholas and a mix of veterans. Uh, Jake Townsend didn't seem to, Jack Townsend didn't seem to like your Pistons comment there very much, Robbie. Yeah. Tell Jake, tell Jake he's the only one in the world that knows who's on the Pistons roster. I couldn't <laughs> name you one player on their roster. I just know that the Pistons and they're never any good. I mean, they Jeremy Grant. They're flashing the pan. And don't give me your 1980s or your one upset against a uh, just a hate, hatred internally Lakers team that they shouldn't have beat. But it things just hit the fan with Shaq and Kobe. But just just stop with your Pistons nonsense. Jeremy Grant can play, but when your best player is Jeremy Grant, you probably have problems. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a nice addition player, not a frontline player. Exactly. He's the fourth option in Denver. He's like the superstar in Detroit. So one more piece of news. Uh, the ball's eliminated from the College World Series. Mm. After well, Coach Tony says he's had no talks with LSU, no talks with anybody else. He expects to be get back into Knoxville. Also, I guess the day before Tennessee gets a commitment out of the number one baseball player in America, uh, the trouble there is he's projected, be, he's projected to be a top five draft pick and slot it for about a $7 million slot. But he said he committed to come to Tennessee. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah me too. I'll give up $7 million to go to Knoxville. I'd give up seven million to go to Knoxville. That's just me. Right. All right. So, any more words on the NBA draft, College World Series, before we get into this U.S. Open? That's going to be we're going to be there a while, folks. I'm I'm actually I'm actually looking up the Pistons roster right now. Maybe I am wrong. We'll still see. Let me look it up. Let me see who they have on the team. But go right. ahead. We'll, we'll move on. I'll touch base back. I, I can name like five dudes on that team, but please don't test me. College World Series, you know, I am surprised Tennessee was just the comeback kids. And if any team with their back against the wall could come back, it was them. I think we kept waiting for it to happen. And, and it's – And got out to a 2 nothing lead today. And a bet, Texas was a better team. Virginia, I, I feel like, just run into a hot pitcher. Well, Texas, and that's all it is. Like a- it, NC State, you know, almost every team is better than them on paper. But they have beaten the three aces from three of the best teams in the country, and they're on fire, just like college basketball. You know, kids 
are fearless. And when they have momentum, there's nothing stopping them. And uh, I, I just, they are the hot, extremely hot. Both the Vanderbilt aces got tagged up a little bit. I mean, relative to their I figured they'd have more fans than anybody else, even if they try to be fair in terms of their equitable distribution. Distribution, Knoxville travels like very few others, especially when they haven't had much to travel for. So great I crowd, they great, a great crowd. crowd, great crowd. And I thought that would have a difference, but a pitcher that's on fire, and they ran into two of them. It stinks. Yeah. Um. So, so my take, my takeaway from the Pistons roster is. They have Saban Lee from Vanderbilt, and his age on here is 21. I'm not sure how he can still be 21 when he was at Vanderbilt for eight years. <laughs> he was. He was. He was the, <laughs> it's a really bad roster overall. Yeah. I mean, Plumlee's your starter. Sadiq Bay, these are nice college players. Wayne Ellington, which is 2012. Uh, Killian Hayes. It's Jeremy Grant and a bunch of – I mean, I feel bad for Kane Cunningham, but – He's going to be able to score 40 a night. Yeah. Watch me shoot. Is, um, Kate, is Kate Cunningham the obvious pick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I watched him. I, I'd be shocked. I wasn't. Yeah. He can just do too many things at his size and his ability. Yeah. I didn't think so at first. I'm an Evan Mobley guy, obviously, but even my own bias uh, stepped aside for watching that kid play. All right, so let's uh, we'll come back to the NBA. We'll get into the Hawks pulling off a uh, a nice upset, and no one can ca- claim that's anything but an upset. But let's go to the Open first. It was a good Sunday for the Open. Enjoyable mm-hmm. Sunday to sit down and watch some golf. Uh, you had a situation where you had somebody kind of just come from the backside to win the tournament. Robbie, before we get into the DraftKings, what did you think of the overall tournament? Um, so, disclaimer, I, I was working all weekend. I didn't get to see as much as I wanted to. I'm sad because, uh, for me personally, the, the U.S. Open is my favorite golf tournament. I like it above the map. I love watching them struggle, and I love the course beating them down. Uh, you go to Augusta. They know that course, and it's just, it's pretty much the same every year. Uh, some adjustments, but the, the Open is the challenge for them. So, uh, yeah, all the guy on Sunday, it was it, it was setting up to be murderers row, and then they just kept collapsing and collapsing and collapsing. Uh, DeChambeau, he looked like me out there on I think it was sixteen, hitting it in the rough, the rough sand trap, sand trap. Uh, and Rory uh, screwing it up. I mean, it was it was every bit of drama you had uh, or you wanted. Um, Rom came in and uh, what a putt that he hit to win. And Brandon Chain, you bite your tongue. Um, but every it was it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I think it's something about it being on Father's Day too. Like it's, it's just it's just my favorite tournament. I, I really. Enjoyed it. Rom deserved it. Uh, feel bad for Louie. Uh, he he was in there the whole 
time. And then the um, Kenzie Hughes guy, like, whew, that's that's tough. But, I mean, that's your first time in that spotlight. So it shines bright. And then uh, Phil is just entertaining. It doesn't matter if he's in it for the, the lead or if he's shooting 11 over. He just He's just entertaining. He's entertainment. Rods, do you like the rough being – I mean, that's not rough. That's like my backyard, which ain't been mowed since April, is in better shape than the rough at the U.S. Open. So, do you like I – mean, I love it because if you can play out of that rough, you can play anywhere. I mean, it was the, the final round drew 5.7 million viewers, which is the most watched golf event on NBC in three years. Um it's also that course. You know, I think that course is a bit magical. I went, you know, I'm a big SC guy. My undergrad was at UCSD. The back nine at Torrey. We used to be able to play the Twilight, and I can't go now. Back then, yep. Back then, yep. no chance. But a good friend of mine from high school, who he, uh, no name dropping, but a uh, funny dude. He finished ninth at Tiger Woods our junior year, but didn't do so hot senior year. And now I think he's like a a tour pro at some crappy country club sorry greg but anyways because he played uh on the golf team we got to go there whenever we wanted to which was pretty sweet i've never frozen my butt off more than the back nine at tory pines aside from maybe being a san francisco giants game in the summer you just never know what the weather and i think tory because of that the unpredictability it's beautiful it's la jolla it it helps to draw you know more people and i think it makes people feel a little bit more humanized or you know, normal in that, you know, you're not seeing 28 under at that course. That's for sure. You're seeing four, five, six. Um, It's just a lot of drama built in. It's kind of like playing like a rock and jock in the old basketball and like a 25 point hoop comes from out of nowhere. (laughs) That story. Um, And it's just a gorgeous course in in the middle of the continental U.S. Well, in the continental U.S. And uh, yeah, I I was surprised. I mean, it was, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but well, it says on NBC, but Tiger did win within the last three years, but that must not have been on NBC. No, he, he won. That was back in 2008, I think. The, no, the father's – but, like, didn't he win something recently? Or am I – has it been that long? Oh, I mean, he – it was it was the one where he tore his ACL. That's the last – Torrey Pines the last time he won a major, I think, until the, the Masters recently, I yeah. think. yeah. But that was on Father's Day weekend. Uh, and the Masters is on CBS, right? Yeah. Okay. That's um, why. That was the qualification on NBC. But anyways, yeah. beautiful sorry. course, good times. Even Yeah. I I even watched a lot of that final round uh, just because uh, it's you never know what you're going to see out there. Yeah. Well, and I shared this with you guys on text. Like, you know, like Raj, I went to school out in San Diego and yes, there was a Wednesday night. Wednesdays after two p.m., I think you could play for like fifty dollars or something like that. Something ridiculous on it, like a two hundred and forty dollar, two hundred fifty dollar course. But uh, we were playing, and we were playing with a scratch golfer, and he plays there every week. And he said, "Yeah, when the when the open, like they were getting ready for the open, and he was like, if you hit it, if you don't hit the fairway, a normal even a scratch golfer, like it is strictly pitching wedge out of the rough. Like they're hitting." Four irons like that. It's insane to be able to hit that and control it the way they're doing it, like on a U.S. Open course like that. And the greens, you touch it and it flies. 
but yes, yeah, a beautiful course. If anyone ever is out in San Diego, it's worth the money. Go play it. Uh, I actually got to ride all 18 holes uh, a couple of weeks after. They weren't allowed players because they had just ho- – either they were just getting ready to host the Open or they had just opened it. And a friend of mine got us on a co- on a cart and able to take us around Torrey Pines. And it is beautiful, man. It is real. It is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Even not for – I'm not a golfer, but just – just riding the course was a beautiful, beautiful spot. It's a postcard. Absolutely. So, now, we all have not made any secret that we all, at different levels, enjoy gambling. You know, I'm more of a $10 uh, parlay guy who plays a lot of really competitive DraftKings. You know, during football season, I'll play three or four hundred dollars on a Sunday contest, but you know, it's all over the day and different. So I'm not a big dollar gambler. Uh, I, you know, Robbie, neither a big dollar gambler. I said that for Allison. I lied for you. Uh, Robbie, Robbie's a, a also enjoys putting a dollar or two on the game. Rod himself too. But not only did I see this from you, Robbie, but I had other friends send me, um, the same screenshot that they had predicted someone top five, top three, and they ended up in a tie and their winnings were reduced. Am I correct in what I'm saying? That is correct. Your bet your nuts for this week was into that tournament. So tell us what happened to you. Yeah. So um, I'm going to set my iPad down and just listen now. My Bet your nuts pick last week uh, was Kapka finishing in the top five of the U.S. Open. I bet that live on air. You did. And there was absolutely no conditions, nothing at all that said, and I have been legally gambling for 16 years, and I have never heard of what they refer to as Dead heat reduction. I had to go look back again to see what the term was. So because multiple people tied in the top five, it doesn't make my top five bet legitimate. It is not only that I can, and I'm not a complainer. Not only did I complain to DraftKings, and they told me, yes, legitimate. I have sold all of my DraftKings stock because this is incompetent management. They they will they are spending millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on customer acquisition. They are advertising. They are getting they're giving you a thousand dollars free play. They're giving you all this money to get you as a customer. But if they don't treat their customers well once they have them, it's all a waste of money. And so for them, it was. I think I would have won $430 and I ended up winning $285 or something like that. But to to lose a customer who bets aggressively um, over years and then we're looking into you know the next 30 years at least, that's just bad business. And no, I couldn't even call somebody. It had to be via chat and they're, oh, this is protocol. 
DraftKings, one star, they should – I mean, it, it's just ridiculous to change. It's the same as changing the rules of the game once you've lost. Like, no, you it, – it, there's there's no disclaimer. There's nothing. It's, it's just so stupid and a horrible run company. And, yes, I do not bet with them. I guess I'm taking my business to bet MGM or – Tennessee 24-7 if they've got – I think their license suspended at some point. Allegedly, I don't know. That's just reckless speculation. Don't listen to that. But, yeah, no, uh, I'm done with drafting. I won't play daily fantasy. I won't gamble with them. I don't recommend that. They can Actually, they can, I'm throwing my mask away they gave me and my T-shirt and my hat, all of it. I'm done with them. So uh, let me reset this just a little bit. And, and I want to make sure that we got the facts right. And I want to I want to add to this a little bit, Robbie. While I, I joked about your gambling and stuff, you are a pretty substantial basketball player. Those numbers would be in front of somebody discussing yeah. for account. And 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 you're a casual player on other sports. College basketball is kind of your thing that I know of. So they could see how much money you had spent. Uh, on your account, and did that not influence them at all? Well, what you, what you, what I suspect you're going to have is somebody reviewing the accounts in your little chat box. Well, it's why I went from gambling regularly to obsessively to withdrawing all my money and never putting it back. It's going to eventually red flag it, and someone's going to call me from account services. They're going to say, "Well, what went wrong?" And I'm going to say, "What went wrong?" is you guys and sorry you're not getting my money back you can give me you could give me ten thousand dollars free play right now and i'm not coming back it doesn't matter like they they, it's so short-sighted and such a bad business decision and business model and customer service model that uh i agree i you know like uh uh dave portnoy he was saying he's been saying all along that Barstool and Penn Gaming is in such better position because they're not having to spend these millions of dollars advertising that DraftKings and FanDuel are doing. And if they treat their customers like this, then, yeah, I agree with him. So, so, so I'll be taking my business elsewhere. I want to bring up a couple of points in, about DraftKings. Um, I won a $1.2 million contest a couple of years ago. Wait, what? I won a $1.2 million single game contest. And you took home 37 bucks. I took home about $2,200 because there was a thousand, uh, 5,000 people tied with the exact same lineup. I won a $250,000 contest last year. I think I took home $800. Last year I took home, I lost money overall. Uh, especially those Sunday night games uh, where you play twenty dollars to pay a, a one dollar or a, a contest? That's two times I've won that contest, and both times I didn't come away with anywhere near the money. And I understand, understand ties, and and, and I, it was the Seattle two years ago. It was the Seattle. I remember I texted it in a group text, and everybody was excited. But to me, I was a little heartbroken because I won a contest I expected to win. $250,000, I end up with $2,200, which is great. But does those contests really lean to a winner, or is it you're just playing and a few people pay off? Well, this isn't my expertise, 
but it sounds like a lot of misleading advertising to me. Right. Um, think? And then also, and I was just thinking back if in if you're in Vegas, if you place that bet, the top five for Kepka, they're giving you a barcode. Right. There is no way you're scanning that back in. They're saying, "Oh, hey, sorry, dead heat reduction." I I still have to look. I've been complaining about this for two days now. I still have to look at what they even called it. it yes, I mean this needs to be looked into. And, and this was a problem with the seven hundred fifty thousand dollars licensing fee in Tennessee. The big dogs are coming in, and it. Yes, I, I'm. I, I'm may look into it. I'll let Ross talk. Uh, Roger, well, let me ask you about I, my my situation. Is a single game contest almost impossible to have a unique lineup in? Pretty much. I mean, I think the Sharks are out there. Perhaps I'm cynical. I know basketball pretty well. I feel like I can tell who's going to get a double-double, which is always kind of my go-to in terms of racking up points. I remember like just analyzing something for like four hours, and I knew I was going to win something. And I ended up winning like 15 bucks, even though I placed like third and I tried to find the right contest. And I was like, dude, this is not worth it. At least fantasy football is a year long. And really the payoff is not, it's the journey, not the destination in fantasy, fantasy football. Um, this, you know, I, I read something about the dead heat rule where somebody had taken, uh, it was an article, like the dude had taken the Mets uh, in the first five innings to win. Well, the score but he had to pick the score. Well, it was actually one-to-one -one at the end of five, and he thought it was a push. No, because he didn't have the total score. Even though it was one-to-one, -one, he got 75% of his money back. So they kept 25% based upon the rationale of it being the dead heat rule. Now, how that was applied, I'd have to Google. It wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. The house always wins. Uh, you know, they don't have the back that Vegas does, but they can withstand some of this to make it more fair because – I mean, they lost me. It just wasn't worth it. You know, I know people that do really well, but I don't have the time to, you know, spend there and collect seven bucks here, twenty-eight dollars there, and be in a tie with seventeen hundred other people. I, I just can't do it. Is it fair that you're competing? Like, if you play the twenty-dollar Millie Maker contest, and hey, DraftKings, I'm I'm a loyal customer that's frustrated too. You should when boycott. I, uh, you know, I, I went to FanDuel two years ago, and I may go back again. Um, just because I, I felt like I was, I could, I don't know. We'll talk off there. FanDuel treated me a little better. I mean, but, how many bots are doing that too? I, I tried to do like a $50 yeah. one thinking, oh yeah, you know, I'd weed out some people. Uh, even though I wasn't sure if I'd win, you know, I knew I wouldn't win. But I mean, how do you not know that some casino or, or some shark somewhere, you know, just having multiple entries and, and taking my money. I mean, I might as well hand it over. Well, yeah, and you get to a point, like, where, as the consumer, do we know, like, they're saying so many people bet on these golfers to finish in the top five. What, can I see that data? Like, yeah. how do I How do I know that's, that's accurate? Like, you're telling me, you're telling me these things, but, well, you, you can't disclose who bet what and what their bet was, but, so now you're just, you're controlling the payout without disclosure. Mm. It's almost like the government. It's like yeah, the it lateral seem, and stuff. Doesn't well, seem right. You you made my last point. Even though I did end up with two thousand dollars and two thousand, I'll take two thousand dollars tomorrow. I the I think the grand prize was supposed to be about a half million dollars. So 
how do I know I tied with that many people? Yeah. I mean, you were how, like, how do Chappelle, I know? That? I'm rich, bitch. Well, I, I, to I'm be rich. honest, I'll be honest with you. Somebody called and woke me up and told me I had tied and won $2,000 because I'd went to bed. It was the Seahawks and the Rams. It was, it was a West Coast game and I had had it. So, but I mean, at the time, I didn't really think about it. But now looking back, I look at my payout, all I could see was who was in first place and a few other names. I didn't sit there and scan all 2,000 names. I, I mean, seriously, if somebody wanted to be a unlegit business, it would be very easy in, in, in daily fantasy. Oh, well, let's let's just, I mean, just, and I'm not accusing DraftKings of this. By far, I'm, saying, I'm saying, like, if you have, I mean, let's say on NFL Football Sunday, you have 100,000 people playing. And the winners, if it's 20,000 people, you take 10% off of that because of ties. I'm trying to get my air quotes in there. Ties. Well, there's no auditor in there that I know of besides internal auditing. Well, they've just made a ton of money while paying out, while getting people like yeah. it. This is this is this is the house of cards that I think why online gambling has been so hard to get past. I've been a proponent of it, um, and I still am, but I want it to be legit. And you can't throw in a dead heat reduction uh, at the end of a bet. You, that 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 needs to be disclosed at the beginning on your. I I can pull up my uh, bet slip. Like that's just it's just not disclosed at all, and it's that's just ridiculous. So, uh, and this is the last topic I'll bring up. I, I have been researching this. I'm going to try Yahoo for the next year uh, for my daily fantasy football. Uh, Yahoo has a zero ret uh, retention on several contests. Uh, payout equals. And, you know, Yahoo works different. They want traffic. And that traffic yeah. drives their business model. So I'm going to try Yahoo. Have either one of y'all tried the Yahoo Daily Fantasy? I have not. I have not either. Uh, well, maybe that's something I can track and get back to you. But, yeah, I, I, I just opened a – you know, Yahoo has a little different payout structure. Uh, they, they seem to be a little more – not making money off of the rake, as you would call it, but more about the traffic. And we'll see how it goes. Rog, do you play a lot of Daily Fantasy? I don't anymore just because of that. You know, it's it's like Big Perm said, Big Worm on Friday. You know, it's playing with my emotions. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. You think you're going to win, and it's just such a big massive pool of people that I expect to tie with 1300 people and it's not again the time I spent when I actually tried I was like come on dude every time um I used to be more into it are there times where I feel like I have an advantage based upon my team you know things that nobody in the world watches like late night Pac-12 football or basketball and there's a single game but I'm up watching it yeah I'll, I'll try to weed out people then but overall no, you can't pay me on Sunday morning to, to do any of that stuff because, you know, it's I don't want to spend two hours trying to win seven bucks or share seven bucks with 70 people. Yeah, 
Robbie, you were the offended party. And, and again, just a disclaimer here. No one has claimed that DraftKings are doing anything illegal or not playing the games that they say they are. But it seems like they bend all the rules in their favor. And uh, that's where I stand. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, they have a huge marketing budget. They have to cover that every week, every day, every month. Um, yeah, I don't know of any wrongdoing. Um, and I'm not alleging that. I'm just saying, look at what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Um, a good subject. I think that's something we need to uh, monitor throughout the season. And I, I'm also a player of best ball, you know, where you just do drafts. We'll see how it goes. But we're going to talk about the NBA for just a minute. Um, hey, for me, the, the Hawks were in the finals in 2015 on a blip year. Joe Johnson and that team just kind of got it done. Nobody expect them there. But the, the Hawks really has not uh, captured anybody's attention since probably the early 90s. And, and it's not been the most popular franchise. Even in its own city, it's almost an afterthought. But the Hawks pulled over probably the biggest win in the last 25 years of this Atlanta franchise. And they get by the Sixers. Uh, and, and Robbie's made the point several times. It's an injury-riddled playoff. And maybe if it wasn't that, the Hawks wouldn't be standing. But the Hawks are in the, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. Heavy underdogs, but they're there. Robbie, are you shocked by Atlanta being there as I am? No, I'm not. Um, I'm, I, I, I have been um, in, in our fantasy text thread i've been uh pro um if i wouldn't have went to game three they probably would have won in five uh, or six but i kissed the <laughs> death of them and they lost by 20 in that game but <laughs> no, uh, no I'm, I'm impressed the hawks they've got shooters um and mb was hurt like yes and then good lord Ben Simmons, man, you've got to be able to shoot a free throw. Yeah, ben Simmons, you can't – you're the number one pick, and you can't be on the court when it counts. That That's a that's a whole – I don't think you trade him, but I think it's a rework of – like, you you got to get better. Uh, I, I think the Hawks were hot, and uh, the Sixers just didn't run into ammo. And a little side note. This is this is this is this is the NBA's problem. They don't market all of the teams. You have I got it pulled up in the in the Final Four, if you will. You have LA, the second biggest market. You have Atlanta, the eighth biggest market TV market, and you have Phoenix, the eleventh. You have three. You have three teams in the 11th biggest TV markets, and I'm sure they're panicking at TNT and ESPN, like, who's going to watch these games? They've got to get off of this LeBron, KD, only marketing. They've got to market the whole league better. The NFL would not have this problem at all. They'd be like, whoever it is, we're good with it. They, 
the NBA, even though it's a league of stars, struggles <sighs> with marketing a star outside of a certain market. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? That if Trey Young was in Brooklyn or L.A. right now, his, his star power would be much greater than Atlanta? Rod, you kind of gave that a, mm, yeah, but no. It depends on the market because I think baseball is worse. And I, I'm speaking oh. tradition in, in the urban community. I remember years ago, Ryan Howard was the best first baseman in, in baseball. And they asked young African-American players who the sixth man was on the Sixers. And the Sixers were garbage then. Of course, it's the same sixth man who's been the sixth man on every team and on the Hawks, Lou Williams. Um, Lou! They, wait, yeah, he's, he's there. Lou, good old Lou. Um, and they didn't know who Ryan Howard was. And the guy was hawking Subway at the time. Uh, you know, I, I think it's market relative is my point. Do I think that Trey Young is super marketable? I don't know. I mean, Atlanta is a town that, like, you know, they, they like straight up, you know, dirty in-your-face basketball. Trey Young looks kind of like, I don't know, Prince. I mean, now Prince can ball. Don't get me wrong. I saw that Chappelle show. But, yeah. you, you know, there's something about him, though, that, like, uh, kind of rubs took, people the wrong way. He took Charlie but, Murphy to the rack. Yeah, he serves him pancakes. Pancakes. But, no, um, I, you, you know, it's tough in that sense. That's one thing about Atlanta's team. Like, I thought they did a brilliant job in the offseason. One of the few bold things I said on Twitter was that the Hawks will make the playoffs. Uh, I knew they'd start out slow because they have so many different pieces, but they really did well in terms of balance. And case in point, uh, Trey was 5 for 23 from the field, 2 for 11 from 3. Kevin Quarter had 27 points. Uh, Gallup had 17, you know, Lou Williams, Boggs didn't have good games, but different guys have been stepping up for that team. Uh, even my boy Okongwu, you know, Okongwu, he'll come in and get four or five a monster dunk, three or four boards. You know, it's next man up in Atlanta, and that's pretty rare, you know, this day and age. Um, back to your original point, you, you know, I, I know they were like Sean Cuevo and, and you know, the at the game and little scrappies up there at halftime. I think Atlanta needs to be more proactive in that sense. Yeah. You know, the, the, the possibility is endless. Uh, it is the one of the largest African-American central cities in the country. It is the largest educated based upon the number of institutions uh, of historically black universities in Atlanta. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Uh, you know, maybe they were just being too wussy CNN style. Uh, but yeah, that being said, I, I hate to sound as if it's, I don't want to, sound discriminative or whatnot but trey young is kind of tough to market if you ask me uh but i can't really back that up in a way that's politically correct uh, i i'll follow you i will i will say so at going to a game recently um state farm arena it, it's super easy to get to and the martyr goes right into it and like it's not they've redone it it's it's really nice um, and and th- there's no reason why it shouldn't Atlanta shouldn't be better, and this should be the path Atlanta's on. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, does uh, I I agree with you? I don't think Trey Young necessarily fits uh, Nike's promoter right now, 
um, of no fault of his own, but they just want someone that's more. Uh, he is kind of yippy and yippy, activist. though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Trey's activist, and he, he he's he's annoying, but I mean, he's not. I'm sorry, not active. He's more annoying, but Nike is right now wanting more activist people and more people that are pushing the boundaries instead of just playing basketball. Uh, the the era of uh, black people or uh, Republicans buy sneakers too is over. Well, you know, I am uh, I, I I follow into a political spectrum that we did that somewhere not left nor right, but. Maybe that's the reason I do like Trey Young is I do feel like he's a little – he's more about basketball. Um, the Hawks – and, and I'm a, I'm a, I attend a lot of Falcons football games, and Atlanta has a wonderful Marta City system yeah. that gets you under Mercedes-Benz Dome. It gets you under State Farm Arena, and you can start from an hour out from the stadium and ride underneath the stadium and just – Wonderful transportation. I love the city of Atlanta. I just don't think the sports teams have ever caught on outside of Metro Atlanta. And and that makes it hard to market it, too. Uh, we live, and I know we don't put it on, we live about two hours north of Atlanta. And we are about two hours, hour and a half. Hour and a half. We're two hours east of Nashville. And I would... I'm a, a huge minority being a Falcons fan, which is actually the closer city than Nashville with the Titans. That's because you think, were around before Hugh right. moved him from Houston to right, right. Nashville. But it, it does seem Atlanta struggles marketing their franchise. But here's the million-dollar question. The Hawks are successful, and I've said since day one, Atlanta is the home place of hip-hop. In the South, it is a real African-American community, real progressive community, too. Could the Atlanta now, with some success, finally draw free agents to play on the Hawks? I mean, personally, yeah, I think they need to take more advantage. When you look at L.A., you've always looked at Nicholson and, you know, Kiedis and Flea and all these dudes, Snoop Dogg and people hanging out like they need to embrace their culture more you know after outcast they put the south on the map and you know the atl i mean it sounds cool to say and, yeah and even at aliens was a sweet album too um you know one thing about atlanta though is it's a transient city uh you know Good from point. about six states around people come from all over it's actually my second favorite place to watch a game in person mainly because you know obviously i'm a big market laker fan but like when Kobe would come to Atlanta, it was sold out, and it wasn't right. all Laker Laker jerseys or Hawks jerseys. It was basketball fans, and where ordinarily you know somebody hits four threes in a row, the crowd's going nuts. Not in Atlanta, man. When when Kobe you know crossed somebody up, and then turned and, and hit a nineteen away a nineteen foot fade, crowd goes bonkers because there's an appreciation for the game that people knowing that that stuff ain't easy and. Uh, you know, it's not Steph Curry hitting 45, in, you know, foot threes like in Golden State. Sorry, I'm sorry, in a San Francisco now. I don't know why it sounded like that. But uh, it's really one of my favorite places. But I think that's also part of the thing about Atlanta. You can't fool Atlanta fans, right? Like, you can't just, hey, there's Trey Young. Like, he's the guy. No, no man. They got to respect him. And they got to respect the player. Um, you know, they will sell out based on the player. They will see they meaning 
city of Atlanta fans. That didn't sound right, but at least I'm brown. Um, people, you cannot fool fans, really. And Atlanta fans have a very deep knowledge of basketball. And it's, it's based upon the game, upon the respect, not upon, you know, the dude selling pancake batter or something. I don't know why I went back well, to that, but you get what uh, I'm saying. I will say the um, the football is very similar. I mean, you you set in a crowd that really knows football. Robbie, uh, one let you take this home. The Bucks are an awful big climb for the Hawks, though. And then we'll we'll jump over later. Hey, can I get kind of comment on Atlanta fans? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. I didn't so, think you. I didn't think you knew none. Besides me, so. Well, no, no. Hey, I, uh, I, I before uh, the Titans and uh, I was, I was going down to Atlanta as a little kid all the time. Yeah. So my, so and so Atlanta to me parallels with San Diego, and what I mean by that is a lot of transplants, and they already have their NFL team. They already have their. NBA team, all of us of, of a certain age grew up watching the Braves and the Cubs. And so I think the Braves are the most natural fit as far as a fan group. And then you compare the Falcons fans and the Hawks fans versus the Atlanta United fans because no one there had a, a soccer team. And the Atlanta United exactly. games are packed. They're rowdy because that's organic. And and so, so I've been to the Atlanta United fans games. They're awesome. I mean, I mean, all of them are all sporting events are awesome. But like, I think it's it's where you come from and where you go. And like, the United fans are, are organic. And like, you said, same thing with Nashville. If you have a Nashville, even before we started sucking as a Titans fan, Nashville Pittsburgh, uh, there was a lot of Steelers fans in Nashville because right. that's what they grew up watching. And, and you get that kind of displacement. As far as the second part of that question, the players go into Atlanta. There's – I don't think it's the weather, why they move – a lot of the players moved to L.A. I think it's the opportunity off the field. Atlanta had that and could still have it, unfortunately, and not getting too political. The political climate is – taking that away from them, those the movie opportunities, the, the writing opportunities, the investment opportunities in the entertainment industry. Because athletes are entertainers, and that's why they gravitate to L.A. and New York. Atlanta was a place like that, and I'm afraid that it's not going to be like that in the future. A lot of movies filmed in Atlanta at one yeah. point. I think I, – I, 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 did Tyler Perry pull out his production company from yeah, Atlanta? he did. Yeah, I thought so. He did. So – and also a comment to this: the Atlanta is the one city the NHL refuses to go back to. Yeah. After two failed franchises, that just doesn't work in Atlanta. Whereas in Nashville, it is a rabbit fan base because the they're Red winning. You know, I, right. I, Rob is absolutely right. When you have something entirely born and conceived in an area, it's yours. And then they start winning. Why are the Atlanta Hawks named the Atlanta Hawks? They start out in Buffalo. And they went to Chicago or Moline. They're basically they were the Blackhawks, like the hockey team. And then they moved to, uh, you know, Atlanta or Milwaukee and then and St. Louis. And then, you know, you can't fool yeah. fans, especially native fans that are 
born and raised in an area that have more pride than anything. You know, when, when teams are born and, you know, conceived like Vegas, the Golden Knights, massive there. That's yeah. the first time they've had something to call their own. And, and Vegas, the strip is one millionth of Las Vegas. I you love Golden Knights. Oh, I mean, they're, you know, they, they've, they've changed a lot of different things in many, many ways. But, you know, Atlanta's no dummy. And the first time they had a team that was their own was the United. And, and yeah, sure, there it, are some nice wealthy suburbs and soccer moms, and it is soccer. But they had 75,000 for a game in that. I mean, it, that's insane. It's and awesome. People say it, and people say Atlanta's not good fans, LA's not good fans. No, man, you just have to give them something to root for. Well, the Falcons were born of Atlanta, but no franchise is more cursed. To be an Atlanta Falcons fan is to be accept a curse. It doesn't go back to the Super Bowl. It goes – I th- there is no more bigger pain. Not even being a Tennessee fan can equal being an Atlanta Falcons fan. So Wow, that's a bold statement. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, I mean, you get – the most popular player in franchise history was jailed for dogfighting, and it starts there. In the first Super Bowl, they make it the most you, popular you, player. You think, you think Vic's more popular than Dion? Yes, I was gonna say, is. what about Dion? He is, he is. Bob, oh, he is, he is. Vic is there. Vic is the to, dude in Atlanta. To, to this He's right. day, Matt Ryan does not stand a chance in Atlanta, uh, uh, ever, ever. If Matt uh, Ryan kicked a dog. Everybody would be off. You Matt, know, people uh, still D- Dion, Dion was my childhood going down to Atlanta uh, Falcons games. Uh, he, you know, there was him in the the black helmet just shutting down everybody. Uh, I love, Hey, I'm a little older. My guy was Steve Barkowski. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what, about, what about Chris Chandler? Randall, do you do you remember the game where the first game where Dion went to the Niners and came back to Atlanta and him and Andre Rice got in a fight? Uh, uh, yeah. I was I was like you right call that there a fight. You were know that I mean? game. They yeah. Were like, hee, 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 hee. yeah. That's the hardest. And Dion took a pick six. Yeah, Dion had the last word. Yeah, you could say he burned down the house that day. Uh, and let's and Dion's running partner, Algie Crumpler. Uh, Brandon yeah. heads that one, but um, sweet name. But getting off before we leave Atlanta, and I guess we'll just go ahead now and before we go to the next subject, let's go ahead and talk about the finals, uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Uh, I I think the I think the the Hawks can make it competitive. I just don't know how they get around the Greek freak, and I just I think it may be Milwaukee's year, guys. What do you think, Robbie? You know, I've been riding Atlanta all postseason. I'm gonna stick with them. Uh, I I agree. The Greek freaks uh, a monster. Um. I'm still riding my fear of injuries ruining this postseason. It, it's it's ruining so much of it, and I still think it's going to happen. Um, I'll take the Hawks. No real rationale behind it besides I want it to happen. But uh, the shooters can get hot, and Milwaukee's a two-point team, and Atlanta's a three-point team, and I'll take that mathematics. Good point. 
How about out west, Raj? And then we'll we'll flip it. Robbie, you'll get Raj, and then Raj will get east. All right. Um, I think we're being robbed because Kawhi Leonard and Chris Paul are two of those players that are like are yeah. too joy to watch. Neither of them are playing. One because of COVID protocol. The other one because his knee. And it seems like it's way worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Big ups to playoff Paul and playoff Terrence Mann. Uh, for actually getting the Clippers there, which did surprise me to an extent. Um, but then again, it's the Doc Rivers factor. When Doc Rivers leaves, you tend to win. Um, I would just like to see this this series with those two players because it's drastically different. And, and, you know, right now, I mean, CP3's assisted turnover ratio is, is poetic. The things that Kawhi Leonard does on the basketball floor are – you know, indescribable right now. It's, it's Booker who doesn't really shoot a lot of threes ordinarily, but you know, in that, that game, uh, in, in game one, he had 40 and he shot 50%, but of course he shot like 80 times. Um, but you know, he's the only real score left, a true score. You know, I, I know that Paul George can shoot, but he's a volume shooter, not a huge PG fan, but the bottom line is it's not awesome basketball without those two guys you're taking away the two best players in the in the game and that blows um i'm no clipper fan if they had Kawhi, i would take them people forget the lakers were up to one on uh phoenix before anthony davis essentially died uh now phoenix is a well-balanced team they've got a lot of different parts however they're kind of like atlanta though um you know they're they're a good team but they could be like a poor man's championship team in that sense a lot of different roles depth but you know, the greatness factor may not be there. Uh, so this series, I'm disappointed. It, it's in that it's not what it could have been so far. It's on right now, and I'm like, uh. So you you think it's Suns then without those two players? Yeah, if Kawhi were playing, I'd take him. Uh, but, you know, what's going to happen is the Suns are going to win the first two, and then Paul George is going to win the next two in L.A. And, you know, we're going to have like probably a boring six or seven unless those guys come back. And I'd say boring because those guys are true basketball players that make the game better to watch. They make players around them better. They play hard on both ends. They do everything the right way. You know, there's no celebrating from, well, Chris Paul a little bit, but Kawhi, you know, Kawhi posterized Derek Favors. And that was the most celebrating he did is just kind of looked at them in the face. Like, I mean, Anybody else? I mean, he ugh, it was ugly. I mean, he murdered him. Uh, just really quality, classy basketball players that are true professionals. And now I'm starting to sound like Jay Billis or Tim Legler. But, um, you know, as a basketball fan, I would watch every second of the series if those guys were playing. But they're not. Robbie, what about out west for you? Um, yeah, I mean, not to echo too much. But, yeah, I mean, without Kawhi, I mean, it's a whole different series. And without Chris Paul and, one, I can't believe Chris Paul's out with COVID. Like, come on, man. Get the vaccine. And just get the back. Like, you only got so many chances in this thing. And, like, this this probably is your best chance now. Stupid COVID. In Phoenix, they're mad at the Chinese. Yeah, but um, that's Phoenix for you. Yeah, I mean, I think um, 
Chain asks Booker v. Young, who you got? Um, whew, that's a hell of a one-on-one game. Uh, I think Booker's a little bigger, a little tougher, I'd say. So I'd go Booker right now. Uh, I think Young's a better further range shooter, but uh, I'd probably go Booker. But And I'd like to see that matchup. Um, I'm no Clippers fan either. I'd like to see the somewhat of the um, – you know, unicornness of it, but I don't really like. The, I don't want the Clippers to win. Also, so I'm kind. Of, I'm all over the. I want the Hawks to win now at this point. Um, for the West Coast, like yeah, I mean, if if Kawhi comes back, say, and I, I, I'm with Raj though. I think the injury is way worse. I think it's probably a torn ACL. I doubt he's coming back. Um, they're hiding way too much, and so I don't think Paul George is enough to carry them over Phoenix. I think Phoenix wins. Think the Hawks win, and I think we're gonna have a Hawks Phoenix duel, and I think it will be fun. I, I do. I think that's the funnest matchup. I really do. That that's two major market teams. Um, I, I saw Phoenix win a title in '76 when I was ten. I, was I don't say. know. I don't know if they've game. won one since then. The they Hawks. Have not. The, the Hawks have not won a title since. St. Louis, and uh, so I do think that would be interesting. Do, right. But do be prepared if Atlanta wins for everyone to be Hawks fans in Atlanta. I, I will. Yeah, I've already accepted that fact. And it's it's transient, know. dude. And that's what people do. Yeah. Um, the Trey Young versus. I mean, they're just totally different players. Trey Young is Chris Paul, who shoots eighteen thousand times more. Devin Booker's a spot shooter who has Chris Paul. If Chris Paul played the one and Trey Young played the two, Trey Young would probably score 900 points a game. Um, yeah. Just just different players. I, I mean, I, I think 6'1 versus 6'4 or something. But, That's no, I understand. They're, they're young superstars that are going to run. You, you know, they may have had a history at Kentucky and OU. Uh, I can't remember. But, you know, they're both guys that score 25 points a game. Uh, one's a point guard, though, and the other's not. If it were Atlanta and Phoenix, I'd be stoked. Personally, I do think that would be the lowest-rated finals uh, since, you know, 1938 before. Well, we're, we're pushed, we're, it's pushed out to July, though, isn't it? So, I mean, it's just it, – it, is it cor- correlating with the all-star break in baseball? It may be the only thing in town. Yeah. I, I think the finals get a little better rating than, than we think, but I'm with you. Jane uh, says, hard on the Hawks, money on the Suns. I'm going to take the Bucks and the Suns and root for the Hawks with all my heart. If I pick the Hawks right now, I can assure you they are not winning the series. So the only thing I can do to help their cause is pick the Bucks. At least you're not superstitious. I'll, I'll, I'll go to game six wearing a Bucks jersey and the Hawks that, win the game. That's it. Um, I have only two Tennessee topics. fans can do this. I, would, I have two topics left and only have time for one. So I'm going to go – with the NFL roundtable a little bit, I, I want to ask you all some questions. And it's, as I told you, this this doesn't apply to fantasy football at all. But I just went through a mock draft, and I was shocked by some of the things that happened. i also been researching some stuff. I want to get your gut feeling without any rehearsal on a few subjects. And we'll do it rapid fire then we'll get to bet your nuts, and then we'll close it. 
just want again, one, once again, to endorse my bud Trey Everett at uh, Trey Everett Pitching Academy. He's been doing it for uh, 20 years. He's still working with high school kids as we speak. Uh, we have a formal commercial. I'm getting recorded, but just for me, I, I, I will give you. I want to give out. Just uh, let me read this here. Matter of fact, Trevor Evett Pitching Academy. Uh, he's originally from Toddy Days. He's had his hand in pitching, or or in baseball the majority of his life. He took lessons from all the best around and willing to travel to showcase throughout the area. Uh, continues to help with the high school team. Lessons available from eight to eighteen. Uh, anyone that's looking to get serious about pitching, call Trey Trevor Evett at four two three five zero four three one nine eight. Spell his last name for me, Randall, please. E v e t t. Excellent. And this will be on the River City website for the next four weeks and we'll be promoting it and we actually have a commercial coming uh here before long and uh i know the guy the one thing that he teaches that i really love for young people and he teaches it very well is mechanics and the safety of protecting your arm while you're pitching so that's something that people often overlook so um trevor is a a, a friend and a and a viewer and uh, we're, we're helping him out getting his business started. Heck yeah. So, going to the NFL, and we've lost Robbie. I was reading, and we we lost uh, – it must have been Nick's drink. Nick's uh, drink time. Or, or cold beer, beer. Or he's calling DraftKings to let him know what he thinks about dead heat. Or Allison's <laughs> calling him to plug uh, dances with the stars. Dances. Oh, yeah, yeah I got to do that. And got my hair mixed up. Uh, I, I, I missed the hair fairy today. I'm checking my haircut. Oh, wow. Apparently, apparently uh, there's nothing to do in Columbia, Tennessee, besides get your haircut. I, went to, I was trying to watch the U.S. Open on, on sports cuts or whatever it is. It was like an hour and a half wait. Then went to Great Clips. It was like a thirty-five minute wait. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't have I don't have enough hair to pay someone professionally to do it. I just I need a ten dollar haircut. I, I need a flow beat. That's what I've decided. To get. All right, guys. So we got about fifteen, or well, we got about ten minutes, and then we'll be what? on to bet your nuts. I hope you got your. I thought, doing, I thought we're going to. I thought we're doing hour and a half. Now we're we doing are. two hours. We're we're an hour and ten minutes into it. Okay. You need to check your math, though. But uh, yeah, it's twenty minutes. That's Tennessee math. Twenty-three minutes. Bet your nuts and close usually takes about ten minutes. Uh, so, are we not doing baseball? Uh, we'll see you after we get through this topic. All right. All right. So, I want to run some things out at you, and you're going to give me your gut reaction, and then we'll come back to baseball because I think we'll get it all in tonight. And uh, let me go back. Is Big Ben still Ben Roethlisberger with all those weapons a viable starting quarterback? Robbie. Viable? Viable? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, can, we, can, we, can we get a higher standard? Yeah. Can, we get a can Ben Roethlisberger take the Steelers? to the Super Bowl at 39 years old with all those weapons? No. 
can he take them into the playoffs deep? Deep. Deep AFC championship game. Get by the Titans or the Chiefs. No. Raj. Not those teams, no. Um, you know, that being said, I, I think it comes down to their offensive line. I think they still have DeCastro. That's probably the only holdover uh, from back in the day. Bill and Nuevo left. I'm just checking it out right now. But man, Ebron, Chase Claypool's a future superstar. Juju, Deontay Johnson, that guy can motor. Najee Harris, uh, you know, he's got a okay. lot of weapons. Yeah, Najee's well, a player. Yeah. We all we all know he's going to do pretty well. Defense is still pretty loaded. They lost Dupree, but you know, Devin Bush, Joe Hayden, T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward. I mean, Stephon to it. Uh, Tyson Alalalalu. I can never pronounce his name. So you know, it's just saying? a really tough division. But why yeah, the division is so hard. But I mean, you got, they, you got, you got the, the 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 Baltimore's going to probably win the division. You got Cleveland as a possible wild card, and Cincinnati with Joe Burrow coming up. Like, it, it's not think, an old man's division; it's a young man's division. All three teams could make the playoffs. I think all three could easily make the playoffs. Pittsburgh's loaded, dude. Their defense and things. I still think oh, they have another year or two. Uh, but yeah, and they've done a good job of surrounding him with young talent as he just gets older and older, um, you know, and they got Dwayne Haskins Jr., whoever, who knows, and Josh Hobbs. I think he's on that team, so and, who knows, and Thaddeus, man. And Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss. Thaddeus Moss. Yeah. That's right. But here's – I was preparing for self-plug, the three R's football pro, uh, kickoff show, which will be coming. I think we're going we're, we're gonna to lock in a date, but it's going to be open to the public, we hope. It is going to happen, whether it's open to the public, still up to debate a little bit. But um, I ha I did it twice. One time I came out with the Steelers 9-7. and seven. The next time I came out with them 11-6. and six. Uh, um, Excuse me, 11-6 and six and 7-9. and nine. Is it that big of a swing that this team could miss the playoffs or be a semifinal contender? That's the NFL, man. That I mean, you're you're so close from being what would be six and ten, ten and six, to now being the seventeen game mathematical scale. Like it's there, there's penalty calls, there's holdings, there's not holdings, there's a fumble. I mean, the reason why the Patriots were so great for so long is they never turned the ball over, right. and that was always in their their favor in the category. Like that was it wasn't Brady became great later in life, but early on it was just they just never made mistakes. Hey, we condemn we already condemned Ben Roethlisberger, but if he goes down and Mason Rudolph steps in, then yeah, that's a seven or six win team. Without yeah. it, you know they play a lot of the AFC West, which aside from Kansas City cannot be very hard. Uh, you know they get two against the Chargers. Chargers are gonna be solid. Uh, Chargers are solid, but you know never been a good road team. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their schedule at Minnesota against the Titans. It's not the easiest They're schedule only in the world, but the bottom line is, oh, that's right, because they never they play in front of eighteen thousand at home. Um, <laughs> but you no, know, I mean the bottom line is, it's if Ben stays healthy, I think they could easily make the playoffs. If he doesn't, well, then I think they're. Yeah, um, I mean, you take the the East. It's it's just Buffalo. Take the South. It's. 
Tennessee and Indy. Uh, and it's the West Tennessee. is Casey and maybe San Diego. Whoa, whoa. We were 8-8 eight eight last year. Because the NFL is keeping the seven-team playoff, right? Right. For each division or yep. for each conference. Yep. Before we go to the next subject, shout out to Anna Lee Cunningham for her Father's Day gift. And if yeah. I want to go – if I want to go psychedelic on three R sports, I can now. I know so y'all love that. First For our mushroom users. All right, guys. All right, a couple more <laughs> topics, and then we'll go to baseball. Does Mike Davis have a chance for the first time in his NFL career to be a lead back and break 1,000 yards in Atlanta? Robbie. Break 1,000? 1,000. 17 games. Um, yeah, I think if he doesn't, then you guys are in the early draft picks again. Um, with no. those weapons, uh, even absent Julio, thanks for that, anyways. Uh, <laughs> with Ridley, with Pitts, yeah, I, he has to, right? I mean, can, can Atlanta even compete for playoffs at a thousand yards from him? Uh, they no last year with Gurley with about 800 yards, they were nowhere near. Yeah, so Raj Mike Davis, can he is he is he a legitimate starter? Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Carolina have a better run blocking offensive line? Actually, I know they do than Atlanta. Atlanta um, has Atlanta, Atlanta's offensive line got better during the well, draft, and they. I think they'll be a little, a little bit. bit. And, and, you have, and, too, and, but. and you have Arthur Smith coming down from Tennessee. Um, okay. to Arthur off. Smith. Yes, absolutely. That's a that's worth the disco lot. I mean, his backup is Cordero Patterson, who's primarily a kick returner. Yes, um, yes. But, no, I mean, yeah, he can be. He's a career 3.7 yards per carry, I and mean, that'll get you first down after three yards. He had 3.9 last year. I thought he had, like, a 1,200 yards. Because he looked dominant in their wins in Carolina, uh, he had, you know, six hundred and forty-two and six TDs. I think you know he's still a young he player. Yeah, me, I did as well, and I just looked him up. You know, he, he's still young. He's twenty-eight. He's a bruiser. Uh, you know, injuries have been an issue, but is that offensive line the best run-blocking offensive line ever? No. So I'd be very surprised if he got. A- thousand yards just and mainly because of opportunity i mean they have too many guys that they're going to try to get the ball to all right totting here's one on the tee for you robbie i saw from pro football focus last week the titans have the best receiving weapons in the nfl yes or no I won't disagree with that. I'd say possibly Kansas City will tie with that, but uh, now I won't disagree with the Titans having the best. Um, it's easy when you have the best quarterback to throw them open at Kansas City, but no, the Titans have Titans are loaded. I, I write Dallas. Dallas was my number one team uh, wide receiving group, but They're definitely uh, faster. I think getting Josh Reynolds was an awesome move by the Titans. I, he definitely I, I, has a change of pace of those two. Beast on the outside. I mean, 
I'm in a dark alley and I want to start a fight with a wide receiving core, it's the Titans all day. I mean, everybody else can mm, yeah. beat it. But, uh, no, I mean, overall, it's, you know, it was, you know, Dallas is pretty darn quick and elusive and playmaking. But, you know, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, ugh, I weep yeah, for DBs. Yeah, that's, that's a tough – I mean, I, I don't know how you defend that. I, I, with Henry in the backfield, it's a, it's a defense coordinator's worst nightmare. You defend it by praying that Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill. Yes. Um, well, well, Adam Gaze is not walking through that door. All right, last round Fair table enough. question, and I tried to get everybody's team. Who is the starting running back for the Las Vegas Raiders? And has anyone fell faster and harder than Josh Jacobs on the fantasy boards this year? Robbie, go first. Well, I'll, I got to look up who the, who the backup is for the Raiders. You, you probably they, know what they signed, they signed Kenyon Drake from Arizona. Kenyon Drake. A lot of fans were like, why would they pay Kenyon Drake money when they have Josh Jacobs? And, and A significant contract. Well, if Fair, you, I mean, I think two years, right? Well, so yeah. the answer, answer to the question then is if you paid Kenyon Drake – Significant money to be your second running back. You don't have any running backs. Fair enough. You know, they're different running backs. Kenyon Drake's only 27. I think they gave him a two-year contract. Was I surprised by it? Yes, especially when they let, like, their best run blockers go. Um, but, you know, Kenyon Drake's 6'1", 211. Josh Jacobs, 5'10", 220. I think they always want, you know, that – Thunder and Lightning. They had it back in the day with, you know, Tyrone Wheatley and Napoleon Kaufman, Lendale White, Reggie Bush. You know, Atlanta had it back in the day with uh, Freeman and whoever guy would run people over. Uh, I don't, they didn't spend that. I can't, re not, I can't remember the contract, but uh, it was certainly an interesting sign to say the least. Um, that being said, I think people are foolish to let Josh Jacobs drop because. Josh Jacobs is the better running back. He's the first and second down running back, and he's definitely the, the tougher running back. So the contract is $14.5 million, $11 million guaranteed over two years. Yeah, two years. The Raiders give everybody $11 million guaranteed. They give Robbie $11 million just for uh, walking in the building. I need to get to Vegas. The problem, yes. the, problem the Raiders have is the problem the Titans had for so many years is they've got a lot of young talent, but the team above them has even better young talent. And like we we were behind Peyton Manning for twelve years, and behind Andrew Luck for another eight years after that. Like that that's I feel like that's where the Raiders are right now. Like 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 I look at these. There's there's one person over the age of thirty one, or one, over the age of thirty. There's one thirty one year old. But the Chiefs are just that more impressive and like in the same division. It's so tough to beat them. And they pattern themselves after that team. And people forget, you know, they've been eight, eight. They've been respectable and in position to make the playoffs. They've just choked down this stretch, which a lot of reasons why. But yeah, it's you know, if you're gonna pattern yourself after a team, maybe don't make it after the team that's in your same division that's about the same age as you overall. Like yeah. I'm, I mean, you're not going to suddenly become better than them. Uh, and, and that's, you guys talk about a curse of Tennessee or Atlanta. 
that's the curse of the Raiders, man. Ever since the tuck roll game, I just that I'm done. Still, still just, one of the worst calls in sports history. The worst call it is it is the worst call. They changed the rule immediately after. But hey, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, Mahomes is only 25. Claude uh, Edward Tillaire is 22. The interesting part is well run. Tyreek Hill's 27. It, it's it's ridiculous. It's going to be it's going to be contracts with Kansas City at some point because I think next year they've got to pay both Hill and Kelsey, and that's one of them. I don't think I don't think both of them gets paid. So. But Kelsey's getting another. pretty old, right? Yeah, Kelsey's 31. 31. You know, they made a great trade for Orlando Brown when they lost, you know, their they did. Fisher, that was a great they did. I mean, it's the organization is very smart and they've got dudes, you know, Tyreek Hill beat up a kid, allegedly. Uh Andy Reid's son, God forbid, that's awful. Basically permanently injured a young girl. You don't hear about this, and I'm not saying that to be vindictive. I don't think it's you know, we should talk about it just to spite them, but it's kind of a Teflon organization in that sense. Um, and again, not using that as an example, yeah. but you know, it, it, it seems like they don't do any wrong. And again, not using the, the horridly tragic example of Anthony Reid's son drinking, you know, he denies it and running into a, a car that was on the side of the road and permanently injuring a young four or five year old girl, which is just the worst thing ever. Um, you barely hear about it. And again, I don't want to hear about it despite them. But whatever they're doing, they're doing well. I don't know. Well, when you have Mahomes t- tied into a 10 year contract at 25, I know it's half a billion dollars, but that's a bargain from, from the next collective bargaining agreements that's coming forward. They stole him. That's a Nick Saban type bargain. Yeah. All right, guys. We touched on the NFL. We can't get out of here in the middle of baseball season without doing a little MLB. So this week we kind of put a question out there. What has uh, surprised you, made you happy, got your interest? What is the one story in MLB this year that is uh, of interest to you? And we kind of, each one of us went our own way and, was going to meet back with these stories, and y'all know where I'm going, so I'll go ahead and go first since you both know where I'm going. My story of the year is Shohei Itani. I, I was not, I was not a believer. I, and I, I, when they signed him, I didn't believe someone could be an effective pitcher and outfielder slash DH in the major leagues. This past week, he had six home runs, goes six innings, gets the win, leads the majors in uh, home runs right now, is a 700 victory percentage from the mound. And I think the clearest MVP has been in the last decade. I really have been impressed with Shohei. And I guess I've become... Uh, a little bit of a Raj. I'm staying up at night to watch the Angels play, who is a god awful team, just so I could watch Shohei. Hey, they're they're 500, but can an MVP be on a 500 team? Or if there is one, it would be him being a freak of nature. It but, is. And again, Trout has been out for a month, you know, and and they're and, still 500. 
they're still 500, but they had to get hot to get there. And pitching has always been the issue there, though. Shohei has pitched much better than I thought. He's just not been very durable. That being said, he's been murdering the baseball, and I, I never expected that. That 470-foot home run he hit last week, oh, my gosh. But that thing freaking – he just murdered the ball. Um, I whoa. And then he pitched, like, what, a one-hitter or one-run game? And, yeah, yeah that, that stuff was Babe Ruth style. But it was only one week. He usually can't stay healthy, but that being said, uh, that was a he's a cheat code as of right now. Yes, he is. He is. Robbie, what was your one story? So I'm going to do one negative and one positive. All right. I like um, it. The positive that for MLB is that new teams are starting to be competitive. And, like, you have San Diego that's starting to win. You have uh, other teams that are starting to be com- starting to make some noise. And I don't think it's the Yankees-Red Sox uh, rivalry. I think there's more to it now. White Sox, Blue Jays. White Sox, yes. Yes. Uh, Tampa's always in it. So, there's smaller markets that are in it. The, the, the really sad part to me about baseball – is I live in like we all I lived in Southern California for five years, and Pujols was there. Um, Atani's there now. Not that I'm there currently. Mike Trout's there. Is there any team that's less marketed than the Angels? Like, and, and, and it's I get there in the Dodgers shadow, and the Padres there. But ESPN, like, the partnerships don't do anything to market those stars. I have – I, I this, is, this may be an exaggeration, but I, I was thinking on my way back from Columbia, they had a two-hour drive, and I was like, I don't think I've seen Mike, Mike Trout ever play baseball. And I have definitely not seen um, a Tony play. I, I just haven't – I've seen him on sports, and I've never seen them play a live baseball game. And that's a shame. It is. It, it's it really it's, with the Tony. It's Disney. It's you know they're not Disney anymore. Um, as someone that grew up near Anaheim Stadium, it was the Dodgers or nothing in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, we just all bled Dodger blue when the Angels started winning. You know, the World Series in two thousand two or whatever with Tim Salmon and Troy Glaus, and you know then the Orange County fans jumped on board, which are all you know primarily transient as well or reach or whatnot but even now you know it, it's mainly little league kids or whatnot and they get to a certain age and they usually like someone else but yes they're horribly marketed it's it's a vapid stadium as well and i stadiums with rams played um you know they've tried to when disney took it over that waterfalls and garbage um, yeah. it's when the dodgers play there it's 90 percent dodger fans 70 percent dodger fans um you know they're at least the Clippers sort of rebranded and, and did their own thing and got Kawhi and Paul George and wore black uniforms. And, you know, they didn't go after the iconic purple and gold. The Angels have never been marketed well. The the one thing that their former owner did, uh, his name escapes me, but uh, he, he said, I'm reducing beers by 50 cents. And then uh, fights increased by a ton, but so did the crowds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they're just – 
whatever it is, you know, they're, they're just no one wants to watch the Angels on Sunday Night Baseball. And they have uh, superstars, Rendon, Pujols, yeah. Pryor, Trout, Otani, superstars. We missed, I can throw a name out like Tim Salmon, who had a great major league career. Correct. That was a, a mainly an angel, hit 300 home runs, and probably nobody even knows who he is. The only the, – I think the Angels were more on TV in the Nolan Ryan era than their whole rest of their time I've watched baseball. Because when Nolan Ryan was on, you could get an Angels game. Go ahead, Rob. I was watching, I was watching the Dodgers back then, so I didn't know he was on. Go ahead, Rob. Um, Raj, when they were the California Angels, were, were they still in L.A.? Anaheim. Same stadium. Anaheim. They've never moved. Oh, it was a they just rebranded re Rebranding, okay. changed the stadium. So they got some of the Inland Empire. The 909 would come in. We used to say like 91 Freeway, exit Anaheim Stadium, or Anacron yeah. Stadium was kind of our joke, even though Dodger Stadium, East L.A., like, kind of proud of that in a weird way. But, but this is I mean, the Angels have part. rarely – Exactly. They're my crime partner. Uh, <laughs> the, the Angels have never – I mean, again, the only time I saw real fans were – they weren't even real. It was when they won in 2002, and people just jumped on the bandwagon. And I, yeah. Mickey Mouse was at the stadium because Disney owned them at the time. It was like, guys, this is perfect. Well, um, I, I, went, I, went, I got my master's in uh, at Chapman in, in Orange, California, right by right there, Anaheim. Right there, yeah. And – and like baseball season was going on, and there was never even like parking lots full. It, it, there was no buzz at all ever. The Hooters the parking lot was more full because we'd go yeah. to Hooters, and then halfway through the game, we'd walk underneath the train tracks, and then go to the game. Yeah. And then, but in Chicago and New York, the White Sox and the Mets really have their own identity. They yeah. are the anti-establishment teams. If you meet a Mets fan, they freaking hate the Yankees with a passion. White Sox fans hate the Cubs. And, and a White Sox fans, even more than that, is almost like a little cult of we're the Sox fans. So you don't have yeah. that with the Angels. If I may, though, as well, the South Side of Chicago sucks. It's a crab hole. 50% of 80% of the year. You know, Shea and Flushing Meadows. Hey, not exactly the most awesome place. Hey, I'm not saying they're Raider fans. My, my mom is a White Sox fan. Well, that's the people that I want to, you know, get down with in a dark alley. But Anaheim, California, they're, they're not going to gain an identity unless they actually win. The people that like the White Sox, that like the Mets, they're the, some of the most loyal, prideful fans there are. And I respect that tremendously. But Orange County, and somebody's even from there, yeah. Like I, um, I'm just saying, don't group the Angels with those two organizations. Yeah, funny, funny story, organizations. Funny story, real quick. Uh, so my mom moved from South Side of Chicago to Tennessee uh, early, oh, boy, probably 50s or fifties, and uh, she had her White Sox jacket on, and that was before the Braves came down down in Atlanta. And it was like when baseball was foreign to the South. And all, she was like, oh, yeah, all the boys thought I was so cool because I, I had my White Sox jacket on and I, I knew about baseball. All the boys. All the boys. All right, hey, they did are. rip off the Raiders, though, real quick. They they went to the, the white, silver, and black. And 
you know, and uh, red and white didn't didn't work. Didn't work for them. But you gotta drop it at some point, man. I'm uh, just oh, joking. What, I got. what do you got, Raj? Well, I was saying it's all I got when it comes to that. Are we? Uh, I'll tell you one thing that I'm I'm pretty proud of. This is our final shot. Or bet my nuts. What are we doing? No, you're the one thing you uh, love and hate about baseball this year, or love, or. Oh, I mean, I love it all. It, you know, it's obvious. The, oh, sorry. The one thing that surprises me more than anything is the jerk face. Loathe them, San Francisco Giants. They, I was going to ask you guys who has the best record in baseball. It's the San Francisco Giants. The Dodgers are second, but you know, and it's with castoffs. Alex Wood, throwaway, even though he helped us win the World Series, he was on three different teams last year. Anthony DiStefani had almost an eight ERA in Cincinnati. Johnny Cueto is still Johnny Cueto, but he may be 84. Uh, Kevin Gausman, former Brave who suddenly is Greg Maddox, and then a lineup full of Buster Posey, who's 94, Longoria, who's 93, and, and then, you know, Solano, Belt, Crawford. These guys that are good players, but they're not like, you know, Hall of Famers, All-Stars or anything, but somehow they're beating the crud out of most teams now. They haven't had the most challenging schedule, but I have to – I won't tip my hat to them because I loathe the Giants more than anything, but I am shocked that they have the best record in baseball right now. Um, ironically, my bet your nuts is going to be a Giants against the Giants pick here in just a second. Well, that's good. I'm always for that. So, uh, I think you're right. Uh, San Francisco is it's almost like the cast off in sports. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you get you get Kevin Gosman throwing like he's a Cy Young contender. You get uh, Johnny Cueto, ten years younger. I mean, it's unreal. I, I would never have believed that the Giants would be even in contention now. Stefani or Destefani or whatever is seven and two with a three ERA. Again, I don't think he's had he had a three RA in one inning maybe last year, and then after that it ballooned to twenty-seven. Uh, whatever they're doing, the park may help. They're good defensively, they're well managed. It doesn't make sense. Regardless, it's still June. So nothing to worry about. All right, guys. Let's Robbie, you got anything to add to the uh Bet your nuts conversation. I mean the the Giants conversation. Um, no, I'm good. We can pass along to the bet your nuts. Hey, I love it. We got somebody on spamming us about how we're having a frivolous conversation. Pills and Isbo, whatever your name is, your life is so frivolous that you've got to come over here and spam us. So hey, whoa, 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 spam is good, bro. No, you're big enough to get spammed. I like it. Yeah, dude, That's I'm with Homeboy. Thing. He's absolutely right. Thing I've ever had. Whatever Here. dude's name is, I'm with you, bro. There you go. There you go. Here, let's see if I can pull it up. It's amazing to see three imbecile having a free. Bills and Ibiza. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Oh no! I, don't think that, I, I think I don't think that's, man, that's I think that's accurate. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's wonderful. But again, absolutely right. 
His laugh is now so they, pathetic. He's got to come here and say that. So well, they don't oh, do no, a lot no. of pills he, in Ibiza. more so like just powder and, hey, and other things. So. Let me tell you one thing. I don't like. we enjoy? Don't we enjoy all these insults? Tell us how bad we are. Fuck yeah, that, dude! That, I'm, hey, honestly, hey, I'm stoked. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll that guy this. a free T-shirt if we have him. I'll say this: if if you can sit here for an hour and thirty six minutes and then say how bad we are, then um, I like that it. Is, I do too. Yeah. That do dude's too. rad, dude. I'm all about that dude. Thank you. Actually, uh, hey, hey, uh, what was his name? Hey, if you'll donate in Ibiza, if you'll donate to Dare to Dance, I will match your donation, whatever it is. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll give a thousand dollars. Hey, normally I don't answer spam, and we get it occasionally, but it does feel good to be talking about spam's the best. Uh, all right, bet your nuts time. So I sent out the restructured uh, standings, and I think we all are within one game of each other. Uh, I believe I still have a one-game lead on you fellas. Robbie is setting with a no contest, but we give him a double. On the NASCAR picks. So, what has everybody got on Bet Your Nuts this week? Rob, you gotta go first. I'm I'm reeling uh, from last week. Okay. So, for people that did not tune in for the first part, um, boycott DraftKings because they're the worst and they're not ethical. And sell all your stock if you own stock in that. Not financial advice. Um, so, in the sports world that y'all may not be watching, there is someone that is dominating the sport unlike any other. Oh, and his- oh here we go. Yanks do really bring down the average IQ. Huh. Come on, man. You need better than that. That's really bad. Hey, he's talking about me. Oh, yeah. well, tell, tell, tell. Whatever his name is, to I'll take a percentage of his bet this week. Yeah. So uh, I'm with him, dude. He's absolutely right. There's one guy who's dominating the sport unlike any other, and that is Kyle Larson. Absolutely. Uh, he so this week, so he's won two in a row, two or three in a row, and he is um, favored this week. He is plus twenty, plus two two five, two hundred twenty five to win. The next best favorite is plus seven hundred. That's a huge gap in NASCAR. Um, so take Kyle Larson to win. Uh, I, I well, I got to register for, for a new uh, account because DraftKings sucks. So I'm taking my money elsewhere. Um, so, but yeah, I will be betting. I, I'm not telling you guys short i will bet my own money on this pick kyle larson to win it's gonna go three or fourth in a row he's he's the best driver now and uh i'm trying to get this topic on the the three r sports later that he had no sponsor four weeks ago now he has sponsors after he starts winning but we'll discuss that later internally i guess but uh bet kyle larson to win it would have been on, but I just forgot to add it. Uh, all right, Rog, throw it out. Hey, why don't you go ahead first? Because my bet my nuts pick is in process so, right now. 
All right. Uh, yeah, that's a little better. He said Robbie needs a roadmap to find his way home. But that's really not Robbie. That's me. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's smart. Smack talking. So Smart man. Here I go. We have talked about the Giants, and we've talked about the Angels. My bet, my nuts pick, is I'm taking the Angels as a underdog to the Giants. I'm getting Shohei on the bump, uh, and I am getting a uh, 113, I believe it is, return. Let me make sure. So I'm getting a Gossman versus Shohei matchup. I'm getting the Angels as a plus 103, and I'm gonna say, and that's tomorrow night, the 23rd, and I'm gonna take the Angels straight up to win the game, money line. Broad drama uh, are yours. You know, I'm, I believe, especially when it comes to college. Uh, you know, anyone seen the great hot tub time machine? We talk about how, like, the nerdy Clark Duke kid is like, this was where you had the best days of your lives, and we were young. We had momentum, is what Don Cusack said, and that's very true in life anywhere. When it comes to momentum right now, the only college kids that are playing the hottest teams are Mississippi State and NC State. Absolutely. I believe those two teams – will be in the final. That's my bet. I don't know who's going to win. NC State right now is just unconscious. Mississippi State just now withstood. Uh, bases loaded one out against the Cavs in the ninth, which, uh, you know, they were out hit and probably outplayed, but they found a way to win. And that's what kids do. You know, they, when they're hot, they're hot. So I'm going Mississippi State, NC State. In the three-game series at the end to meet for the title, right? Correct. All right. Well, you know, when I really stink on the other show, I'm a lot better here. I had an absolutely horrible seven o'clock show, so I think I had a good nine o'clock show. You're it's welcome. Like, it's like I'm in three different bands, and if I keep playing in one of them, I get better. So, you know, I'm going to call this a night and say I gave you a D minus show at seven o'clock and an A plus show at nine o'clock. So, Good night for Randall. Thanks, Robbie. Any better? Any better? I'm not any better. Robbie, what's your last words of the night? Um, tell DraftKings. Yeah, my my last words are what they've been uh, a little bit the last few weeks and uh, what they are this week. Yeah, um, F DraftKings. <laughs> Don't want to get. Uh, mess up with the FCC. So F draft teams. Um, also, if you want to donate to charity, um, Dare to Dance, I think Randall will send out a link, in, link again. Yes, I will. Um, I'll keep doing donated it. last week. Um, but again, I will match anything up to $1,000 that we get. Um, it's a good cause, Kidney Foundation, and it gives utility we're not we my wife is dancing for uh to get for money to give utility so people don't have to worry about power and water and electric when if they have kidney failure and all that kind of 
stuff. So it's for a good cause. And so if you can, please donate and I, and I will match up to a thousand dollars of what you guys give. Uh, I really appreciate it. And then I can't wait um, till next Tuesday again. And um, thanks for watching. So just a little note to that. I will post everything again, send it out to any, everybody again. Things that people don't realize when Phil had his uh, transplant surgery, he spent, he had to live in a hotel for six weeks next to the hospital. Mm -hmm. He couldn't return to his normal home. There's a lot of expenses other than doctor bills and stuff. So, and I think that Dared, uh, the Kidney Foundation goes an extra mile to try to make those lives more livable. So, yes, wonderful cause. Everything is posted on River City right now. And again, I will ask you, we have a Patreon. Please hold off to give into the Patreon. We don't want to post it yet. Let's let's raise some money for the Kidney Foundation. Then we'll move on to taking care of ourselves. Please yeah. give. Raj. I think we should help raise money for another good cause, which is for shooting lessons for Ben Simmons. <laughs> it's uh, I'm a defender of him. He usually is a walking triple double. He's first team all defense because he's so versatile. He can defend basically five positions that they had, uh, mainly because Embiid doesn't really want to mix it up until it's after the fact and then he gets tough. Um, but man, I mean, I don't know how many times he didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. And we talked about Trey Young going five for 23. Well, I, I mean, at that point guard position, at that part of the court, wherever they went, there was no threat on the other side from Philadelphia. Like, he couldn't even take a shot. I think it was game six or five when Philly lost by three and he missed 10 free throws. I know he's 6'9". Even Shaq, like we all used to clown Shaq, but when it was late in the game, Shaq was probably 60 to 70%. It was on I, I the think line. I read. Like, he powered up. Fourth quarter, well, Shaq was 67% for his career. Well, and Shaq was never scared to shoot. Ben Simmons scared to shoot. That's what I'm saying. He won't even shoot. Yeah. As a point guard, he touches the ball more than anybody else. Um, point being is I was a defender, uh, no pun intended, in that you know he was such a good defensive player, and he's very skilled, and he can do a lot of different things freakishly. But mentally, you know, he's soft. And, and my final word is I'm finally giving up on how soft that dude is mentally because there's no reason why the Sixers should have lost that series. Not saying that Atlanta didn't deserve to win. Atlanta deserved to win. And like I said, they have six, seven guys they signed next man up. But, I mean, you got Embiid. You got that team. You, sh you should win the series. Uh, um, can, in the future, can we – discuss is doc a good coach great coach or mediocre coach or a bad coach because did you see what, he, did you see josh he, smith he won one and he's lost a lot of talent yeah ah, dude josh smith blew him up if you have not seen that former nba player josh smith on the clippers yeah. played under doc and the hawks as randall will know absolutely lit up doc like, i mean it was it was pretty bad. It, it got personal. I'm not laughed, but yeah, it, it was wow. If you haven't seen it, watch it. <laughs> Happy uh, 
happy belated Father's Day to all you dads out there. And if yeah, you, you didn't too. get a, if you didn't get a cool gift like this, I just I don't even know what to say. You know. When's our swag coming? When don't we get t-shirts? Swag, yeah, swag shift today from Atlanta. Hey. So I, if I'm getting swag, I want pills from Ibiza, dude. Those are going to be good. Isn't that what that, that dude was doing right there? That's You know those are good pills. I'm all about We got those. hats coming, too. Oh, so, dude. And not, not no flat bills. Snapbacks. Old school. I couldn't order no flat bills. It wasn't my... Yeah, yeah. It gotta, so, like a, like a baseball right, glove. That was a great show. Well, I guess we can get off the air. Appeals for Ibiza. Send me some Valium. Peace out. We'll talk to oh, everybody my, next Tuesday. Hey, get ready for football this August. Special show oh, fo coming up. Fo football season is going to be insane. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be three hour shows without even bothering for a break. As in the Raiders, dude, they're going to sell out in Vegas. Oh. Gosh. Which one of y'all going to come jump on the air with me on Friday night and call a high school game? That's what's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right, I've done a little play-by-play. -play. I, I, like I have to review my contract. Squatchy hey. County? Is that what it is? Hey, hey, listen. There is nobody do play-by-play -play in that booth other than me. You don't even get that gear. So that was right. rhetorical? I'll talk to y'all later. Peace out, everybody from 3R Sports. Hey, peace out to Pills and the